You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is Andre Kirkland. He is the high school pastor at Concord Church in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he and his wife, Shana, have uh, one son, Khalil. And uh, I got to uh, be alongside them and watch that little fella born and, uh, it, because uh, he is one of my students. <laughs> uh, Andre is a preaching Ph.D. student here at Southwestern. And we wanted to talk to him uh, today to get a perspective of somebody who's in one of our doctoral programs of what it's like to study preaching at the highest level at the Southwestern School of Preaching. So, Andre, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you, Dr. McCarty. Honored to be here. Uh, first of all, what, what brought you to study preaching at, at Southwestern? Sure. Um, so I was uh, uh, living in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, pursuing a master's in taxation. In taxation? In taxation. So All right. I'm on a, That's a first on I'm preaching on a complete source. opposite uh, <laughs> end of the spectrum uh, as of now. Uh, you know, I've always grown up in church, uh, baptized at the age of seven, uh, fourth generation uh, preacher. Um, I was a church musician uh, during college. Uh, and moved to Little Rock from University of Arkansas Pine Bluff in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, about 30 miles north up the road. Uh, won't, I had ambitions and goals of being a corporate attorney. Uh, joined the church there in Little Rock, uh, Arkansas, St. Mark Baptist Church. Uh, and at the time, they did not have a pastor. Uh, so I began going to that church frequently. And I had a chance to see those candidates uh, who were coming in to, you know, candidate for the church to get the pastor position. And I heard one particular uh, man preach. His name is Pastor Dr. Philip Porter, who's actually my pastor now. I'm jumping ahead of the story. But I heard him preach, uh, and I said that if this man gets elected to the church, then I'm joining. He did. He does. I get elected. He gets elected. And just so happened, God just started to begin to move in my life, start here sitting under faithful uh, text-driven preaching uh, faithfully Sunday after Sunday. Uh, actually, Dr. Porter will be here sharing with us uh, for our text-driven preaching workshop uh, conference over in the spring of 2019. So we're excited about that. But make a long story short, uh, after God just began to break up the grounds of my heart for his gospel, his word, uh, it was clear that I was called into the ministry. And upon having a conversation with Pastor Porter, uh, he made it very clear. He said, hey, if God has called you to preach, then you need to go prepare. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. So I quit my job in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, I only applied to two seminaries. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I applied to Dallas Theological and Southwestern. I got accepted into Southwestern first, but I had my goals and ambitions uh, of going to DTS. Um, but God, in his infinite wisdom, he, he, his, he knew uh, that I needed to be at Southwestern. I was not ready to be in Dallas. I was fresh out of college, still young, still trying to find my way, uh, and I didn't need to be in Dallas. God knew exactly where I needed to be here at Southwestern, and that story goes on. I mean, so many doors opened up here. I don't want to get ahead, but I found my wife here. I mean, everything. So uh, it's, it's just been an honor. So that's how I ended up here at Southwestern, just that call to uh, ministry is a call to prepare. Mm. Uh, just uh, right off the top of your head, what, uh, what's the best thing that you've learned uh, about preaching since you've been here at Southwestern? The best thing I have learned about preaching. 
So, you know, uh, our philosophy, we're text-driven preachers here. You know, we're going to hold to the substance of the text, the structure of the text, the spirit of the text. Um, so for me, I've learned uh, that if you can grasp the structure of the text, if that you can embody um, the substance of the text, and if you can tap into the spirit of the text, then the text will preach itself. Uh, and that has helped me so much uh, in my preaching uh, that I don't have to necessarily try to f- come up with phrases or terminology, though that is good and helpful in preaching. But the way our philosophy of preaching is the text pretty much preaches itself. Uh, so, if, so if you do your homework, you go up into the pulpit with a sense of confidence, uh, still uh, depending on God and his spirit to use us as instruments. Uh, but there is a sense of comfort that you have when you have the structure, when you have the substance down, and when you've embodied that spirit. Mm. Andre, you may have just uh, given us the shortest, most uh, to-the-point, concise statement for uh, text-driven preaching right there. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, how has your preaching changed as, as you've gone through your uh, degree programs here at Southwestern? Yeah, so I'll tell you what has been a, a great help for me, Dr. McCarty, is the idea of structuring, finding out, diagramming the text, uh, seeing what, what the main verbs are, clauses, things that support it. And what I've noticed is, is that when you have that structure, the sermon flows, uh, the outline, uh, the manuscript, uh, and, and it just flows. I think the, the piece that I'm trying to really focus on in my preaching now is fine-tuning uh, my language, uh, making sure that I'm being clear and concise, trying to use as uh, less words as possible, uh, but trying to uh, make sure that I'm using your rhetoric uh, devices, uh, rhetorical devices that helps uh, catch the ear of, of our parishioners, our listeners. Uh, so that has been a great help for me uh, as in my development as a preacher. Andre, as I've, I've gotten to know you here at Southwestern, you're uh, a real, uh, you're a motivated, uh, self-starting, go-getter kind of guy. You know, you're the kind of guy that's got a plan, you pursue it, you, uh, and in your life, your plan was to become a corporate uh, tax attorney, uh, and then in the midst of that, you sensed a, a call from God to preach. What, what advice would you give to a man who is somewhere out there but is, is believes that he's starting to feel or sense a call from God to preach, what advice would you give to him? <laughs> That's a great question, Dr. McCarty. Uh, and I'm going to use a slogan uh, that has been passed down from preachers of generations, and I'm going to come back and, and clear it up, clean it up. Um, if you can do anything else besides preaching, do it. <laughs> if preaching, uh, if preaching doesn't bother you, <laughs> uh, then you can stay doing what you're doing. But it, there's a sense of burden. There's a sense of uh, a calling. You know, this Dietrich Bonhoeffer that says, "When God calls a man, He bids him himself to come and die." So it's the idea that you can't do anything else but preach the gospel. Uh, so if you can do anything else, do it. Uh, but if you're truly called, that that will be a tapping on your door 
every night, every day that you can't shake. Uh, I don't want to take this out of context because this is not what Jeremiah means, but of course the fire shut up in his bones. Uh, that's not, you know, what that means in that passage. But, you know, we can use that as an example that there's a burning. I think that the preacher really feels the burden uh, of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm, wow. Andre, what, could, could you mention, uh, let's mention some specific things, but if you could mention just a, a few of your uh, professors you've studied under here and, and specific things that you've learned from them sure. in your program that, that has been especially helpful to you. Okay. Um, so I would say, uh, of course, all of my preaching professors, uh, you and uh, rhetoric has been extremely helpful for me in my preaching. I've never thought about um, rhetoric devices, rhetorical devices in, in preaching. Uh, I never thought of it that way until uh, being in your class, seeing all the different nuances uh, and seeing how preaching has developed uh, over the years and how things can uh, impact the hearers, uh, that our hearers are, are listening to what we're saying. Uh, Dr. Allen, uh, who's my advisor, has been helpful, uh, text-driven preaching. I would say all of our preaching uh, professors. Dr. Charette, uh, when, when he was here, was major impact. I, I think our um, professors here in our preaching department all bring something unique and, and, and different to the school of preaching. Uh, Dr. McKellar and his emphasis in the Old Testament uh, has been extremely helpful. And getting outside of the, the school of preaching, uh, Dr. Queen and his evangelism class, seeing his passion, uh, Dr. Biles and his heart for pastoral ministry. Uh, and, you know, we can't uh, forget about Dr. Kiker. Come on now. You know what I mean? So his, his passion, his heart uh, for just seeing uh, people uh, developed in, into the full maturation of, of Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, in in your time here at Southwestern, Andre, you you've been a student, a husband, a father, a minister, and and uh, actually you've uh, made some contributions here to the Precinct Source uh, uh, website. What uh, what good advice would you have for uh, preachers who are trying to balance uh, all of their responsibilities uh, at home and their personal lives you want to stay healthy you want to have time to relax and uh, but there's there's I found it in my 22 years as a pastor that I just had to accept the fact that every week I was going to leave something undone so pick make your priorities pick what you're going to leave undone because sure, there's not enough of you to yeah. take care of everything that happens so yes. what what advice would you give to pastors trying to, to pastors. juggle those responsibilities? Ugh. Wow. Um, I, I, that's a great question, Dr. McCarty. I, I really don't feel like I have enough years in the game uh, to answer this question. But I would say uh, in my brief tenure as, as a full-time staff pastor, as a full-time student, full-time husband, father, uh, this is a great question because I asked uh, my current pastor who I, with the church I serve, uh, Pastor Brian Carter, who was here with us a couple of weeks on Preaching Source and Sharing in Chapel. We talked about this. I asked this exact question. It's like, Pastor Carter, how do you balance all of this? And uh, what came out of it was that there isn't a balance. There never is a balance. I mean, there's always going to be something that is of, of priority, or, but you can't neglect what else you have on your plate. 
Uh, so I've said that it's not a balance, but it's a rhythm. Ooh. Living on rhythm. Right. That's, that's living, living, living with the ebbs and flows of life and how it comes uh, in its seasons. Because some seasons are busier than others. Uh, like at the end of this year, you know, I'm sure pastors and churches are getting ready with their vision planning for next year. They're planning out their budget. But also you got Advent season, so you got to prepare sermons. You, you got staff meetings. You got, in my case, you have class that you have to try to live in the rhythm and the flow. Uh, so it, I would say time management is a uh, is definitely of essence, and I'm still working on that in the area of my life. Uh so I would say just go with the season. Uh, don't neglect the priorities and, and definitely what's, what takes precedent, but you also can't neglect those essential things that matters the most. Mm. That's a good metaphor, rhythm. That not, You can't balance all responsibilities every day, every week, but you need to pay attention to the overall rhythm of it. I like that. Our guest today uh, has been actually one of my favorite people, uh, Andre Kirkland. He's one of our doctoral students here in the School of Preaching, and he's been such a joy to get to know uh, as a student and as a friend and a fellow pastor. And uh, so, uh, Andre, uh, thank you for being with us today on Preaching Thank you for having me, Dr. McCarty.